It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I am joined by Paul Doolan. Hello. And on a phone, Dave Watson. Hi guys. Hi Dave. Hi Dave. Dave. How are you doing? I'm good. I think this is the most pissed I've been doing <laughs> a, a Newcastle Natter in maybe this season. Wow. Pissed had... angry or pissed drunk? Pissed like pissed drunk. Yeah, not American. I'm not using the American tone of phrase. No. And I, I'm not, you know, I'm not drunk, but I've had two and a half pints of... Shit. What did you have for lunch? Uh, oh, what did I have? I had that... avocado on toast. That makes... Oh. That's <laughs> effectively five pints, then. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so I've had two pints on a salad, which is effectively ten pints. Right. Yeah, Just yeah. in... That's I mean, that's I'm the I most had. sober here. You're going to have to carry us, Dave. Oh, we've had the all acceptable right. amount almost to drive. <laughs> I mean, I feel, <laughs> I feel fine, but I'm just putting in a caveat at the beginning of the podcast and say, in case I say anything that's like morally <laughs> rough. <laughs> so, um, uh, here we go. There's there's a fuck of a lot to talk about. Yeah. Um, there's, should we just, as tr- is traditional, start with the League Cup game? But I think I yes. think we can rattle through this one pretty quickly. Yeah, no, I didn't expect this to be the least eventful game of the two, like this one and yeah. Forest. It was quite eventful. And considering yeah. it went to penalties as well, and there was a red card, you would have thought this would be the one that we'd want to talk about. We all watched it, right? On, um, yeah. 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 Yep. Which is... It's been a funny old week altogether. Um, I would say that, I mean, here I am saying let's talk about the League Cup game, but I would say that the League Cup game was down to us underperforming, whereas the Forest game was something else altogether. Go on, Dave. I was just going to say, you say we underperformed, but to be fair, there are Premier League side and we had, we, we had 32 shots and we completely dominated them but we just couldn't find that 
that final killer ball and... Did we really have 32 shots? Yep. That's one every... Less than every three minutes, Dave. I don't remember their keeper making too many saves. Or, like, not no, 31 we had five shots saves. On t- yeah, five shots on target. Oh, Do right. throw-ins count as shots now? <laughs> <laughs> now we have 30, 32 shots. That's weird. Because incredible. I... My memory... I mean, as long as it was ago now. My memory of that game was there wasn't really a lot going on from us attacking wise, Paul. No, I agree. I sort of... It was a very odd game, because even though they were a Premier League side and we were away, it still felt like we were playing within ourselves. We could and probably should have won it. I think we were still the better team on the night. I think we were the bookies' yeah. favourites. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Beforehand, and yeah, probably we rightly so. Um, I don't think we did honest, ourselves any justice, really, performance-wise. No. I think, um, to be honest, we... Like when we scored in extra time, I, I was pretty confident that we'd go on to win it um, because they hadn't really they hadn't really threatened that much um, throughout the game. But I have to say, like I know there were errors in the build up to the the shot that eventually led to the goal from the other players, but it has to go Do down as a goalkeeping error. Um, you're talking about the the whole goal, yes, and that was um, Matt Sells. Yeah. I do think, though, there were three good chances to stop the player even getting a shot. You're right, Sells should have done better with his save, but at the same time, I think it's a bit unfair to put it all on him. Just to take it back a little bit to uh, the uh, 90 minutes, um, the, a lot of players were rested for the Blackburn game, and mm. uh, we were worried... Uh, we were debating about whether this was the start of a slump or just a blip, and um, yeah. uh, we we were saying how we're going to have a full strength team for the whole game, and we did have that, but they didn't really perform, which makes me think that you know maybe there is a little bit of a slump happening. I mean, we did uh, we did have a, a pretty much a full strength team, but we we did start with uh, Nita and Lazar. At, uh, in the fullback positions, where oh, yeah, it looks like Yedlin's looking more like our first choice ahead of Anita, which is understandable because yeah. Anita's a centre midfielder. But um, I don't think L- Lazar um, was a you know he, he had a decent game. He wasn't outstanding. He wasn't you know I didn't notice him making any glaring errors or anything like that. But I just think that I just. I think Sells, I think it's a confidence problem with him. And yeah, you're right. I know I'm leaving ahead but again, but um, you're right that there were errors in the build-up to their shot. But the shot was straight at him and he palmed it straight into the path of Snodgrass. Now, that's that's keeping 101. That's really bad. It was a very Newcastle way to concede an equaliser. In a yeah, game you've been you on top the- of, finally get the goal and they're down to 10 men and... Yeah. immediately concede. Now that you've mentioned him, I'd like to comment on Lazar a little bit, seeing as we haven't seen much of him. He seemed yeah. like he was like all over the pitch. Like, if you were watching that game without having any prior information, I don't know whether you'd be able to work out that he was meant to be left-back. And that's not a criticism. Yeah, I think But he was, like, quite often in, like, the number 10 position, or he was, like, all over. Maybe maybe he's just got 
He does seem legs. to like a foray forward. He does, and he hit the bar, didn't he? I think. I don't know. At one stage, it was. It, he didn't ago. hit the bar, but it was a dipping shot that just went over. It wasn't. It wasn't far off. Fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fine, Dave. I'm sure he hit the bar. I don't think so. Well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be hitting the bar after this pod. <laughs> oh, God. Come on, lads. Football. Yeah. And we're going to go for a quick break now. Give software vendor audits the red card by signing up the Livingstone Managed Service Team right away. Call 0203-817-4880 or visit livingstone-tech.com to find out how. All in all, I feel like it's, again, we should have won. Yeah, I'd say performance-wise, definitely Shelby's worst game in recent memory. I thought he was fairly terrible. Also, Dwight Gale yes. got a start, um, which is, as we've been saying on the last pod, I was um, suggesting that maybe... Uh, not having Gale start in the Blackburn game cost us that game. And mm. I thought Gale had an appalling yeah. game against Hull. Yeah, you only have 40-odd touches when everybody else is racking up like 70-odd. He, he was really out of sorts. It, it could have been the, the stats. <laughs> uh, it could have been the... Um, you know, he was marshalled quite well or it could have been that the uh, our players couldn't find him, but... I think some of that has to go down to Perez having another pre... Oh, no, it was Diame in the... I was going to say. Wasn't it? It was Perez in the other game. You're full of shit, Paul. I just think both (laughs) our number 10s are fairly replaceable. Perez wasn't even in the squad. I thought... Oh, that's right. Perez and and Mitrovic Mitrovic weren't even on the bench, which was interesting. Yeah. No, with Gale, for me, it was less that... It wasn't that I thought that he wasn't getting on the ball much. It was that when he was, he seemed like he was all over the place. Yeah. I like basically once it went to pens, I knew that Gale was going to miss. You could tell from like him and Shelby both looked like they were definitely going to miss. I think the thing with Gale as well, like a lot of the appeal of him as a striker is that he might not be in the game much, but he, his positioning's good enough to get him chances that others won't get and he's clinical enough to finish them and that yeah. didn't show in I feel like Gale so. needs a goal really soon yeah because I'm worried that oh is he one of them sort of strikers who's now going to go for 15 games without a goal he's still top scorer in the league though for a bit of perspective he is but I'm worried that you know like if you look at yeah. someone like Jeremy Vardy now basically yeah true you know these people a lot of strikers just score goals in patches. That's what I guess. That's what yeah. makes people like Alan Shearer so. Yeah, so amazing. there aren't many strikers who just consistently score goals. Shearer like did it. have a patch or two in his career, though. The odd patch, yeah. Like Euro '96, there were people talking about not playing him. That is true because he wasn't scoring for. Yeah. Um, anything else to say on the whole game, Dave? No, not really. I saw. I noticed the. Attendance was 16,000, which is 
underwhelming. Pretty stingy that they wouldn't give us more tickets. Could have been more if they'd given us more tickets, but they didn't. So, Nottingham Forest. (laughs) How do you... uh, how do you guys feel um, the referee did? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, well, I, I, I have never been so angry with a refereeing performance as as that Friday night. Do you remember when we watched the derby and Colaccini got sent off and we were in that pub and I was pretty angry? Yeah, yeah. you were an angry man. <laughs> I, saw a new si- yeah. I saw a new side of Dave Watson that day. Dave shouting at Sunderland fans behind us, you don't deserve this. <laughs> Pretty much for <laughs> half an hour in a in a South London gastro pub. <laughs> 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 you don't deserve this. It's like it's like war. Like war had been like taken to another field. <laughs> <laughs> like, we fought them on uh, the beaches. We fought them in the gastro pubs. <laughs> people people tucking into their fucking lamb leg roast. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Duh, I was. You were it. an yeah. angry man that day, yes. I was, I was, that was nowhere near as how angry as I was. I'm so angry now that I can't even, like, get the words out. I was fucking furious. I was, yeah. I, if that man ever referees another game, oh, the FA want stringing up. Well, he's What's not refereeing this about? weekend. He's supposedly no. not refereeing this weekend, and uh, the two red cards have already been rescinded. Um, uh, there was, a, there were a lot of people saying uh, his name is Stephen Martin, by the way. And in yeah. case you didn't catch this on Twitter, um, <laughs> comedy legend Steve Martin <laughs> got a lot of shit that night and uh, noticed. So that was quite entertaining. Um, yeah. St- uh, his name was Stephen Martin. He he looks like he gets through a lot of protein shakes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he like, looks like one of those people who's naturally, genetically very slim, but has really overcompensated at the gym. He looks like the friend of someone in a boy band, if that makes sense. Right, okay. He looks like... He, he just... He... Go on. Go on. I was going to say he looks like he's not that comfortable about his sexuality, but... <laughs> I don't know if that's one he of the controversial like exactly things that I'm saying because I'm pissed. Carry on, Dave. <laughs> he just looks like exactly like the kind of person um, that maybe was a little wiry kid at school, maybe he was a little bit bullied at school and stuff like that, so he thought, right, well, I'll, I'll bulk up. And at the same exactly. time, he went the yeah. other way as well and thought, right, well, I'm going to get what little power I can and be an official referee and... I'm going to exert my power over the big boys and the popular boys because they were mean to me at school. He's I just think, a little prick. I think we can say he was definitely bullied. Let's let's get that officially out there. Sure. Yeah. But I don't want to get too personal. <laughs> no, I think we should get more I personal. Mean, he, had a, he had a bad night. He had a bad night. He had I've, a terrible... That, I, I do think that's nights. the worst refereeing performance I've ever seen. I think that I'm obviously biased, but that was what I felt as well. I mean, because well, it wasn't—it wasn't just the red cards and the penalties. It was also like Joanne Gufan got a yellow card for like a, the, the weakest, like shoulder to shoulder in the centre of the park. It's definitely not a yellow card. Yeah. And and some of their players, and to be fair, what I'm, I swear I can't remember who it was, but one of their players got a yellow card as well for a complete non-event. And he just—I think honestly, I think. 
he's not ready to, to referee the big games. I think the, the, the occasion got to him. And I mean, the game that he was refereeing before this one was Chester versus North Ferriby. Having, so, said, having said that, a lot of people were pointing that out, but that was actually a bit of an anomaly because he'd, before that conference game that he'd refereed, prior to that, he'd refereed uh, quite a lot of championship games. So yeah, but it was interesting. He, he is a Keith championship Hackett. referee. But yes, Keith Hackett, go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say, Keith Hackett. Um, he was he was the guy that uh, used to be like in charge of the referees. Um, he used to be in charge of the referees, and he said that um, it's like a, a footballer has to get um, in in the like right frame of mind for a big game. So he like. Um, Stephen Martin shouldn't have been refereeing the game before us. He should have either kept on refereeing championship games to be at that level when he refereed ours. Or they should have just used a Premier League referee because as Keith Hackett says, there's, there's guys holding up the score, you know, the, um, the substitute board or the, the extra time board for the Premier League games who are more than capable of refereeing the game at the championship level. It was just, the FA fucked up and They've obviously acknowledged that by rescinding both of the red cards. Mm. We haven't even talked about them. Which is good to see. We'll we'll get on to that. Going on your point about uh, it's not just the red cards, I remember the the Carl Darlow yellow card. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I've never seen a goalkeeper booked for time-wasting in the first half for what was clearly not time-wasting as well. That's just a standard part of penalties now. You have the... the, yeah. the eyes to stare down, and then you have the but penalty. He also didn't seem to understand a lot of actual rules of the game. Yeah, which yeah. Is, well, no, for the so that the their first penalty, it was an off the ball incident. Which, if he'd even seen that, like uh, what's it, Henri Lansbury actually initiated it. Mm. then it's not a penalty. That's true. Well, he didn't see it, did he? The linesman gave that one. Let's talk about that penalty then. Personally, I mean, it seemed like some people thought that it was kind of fair enough that Shelby got sent off, but Lansbury should have got sent off as well. I just thought Shelby was trying to, like, untangle his legs from him in a sort of aggressive way, in a petulant way, but I didn't... I could see like why it was out. given at the time, but what was annoying, I don't see how you can see Shelby, Shelby's contact and not see Lansbury initiating it. I don't see how you can go from seeing it to saying that's a penalty to well, them. From, and also you could see from the linesman's angle that it, so the linesman has to take some blame as well because yeah. he didn't have a good angle. Rafa was very critical about Henry Lansbury. I think that's, it's <clears> fair to say yeah. we can rule him out as a... January signing. <laughs> That's a shame. I just I couldn't believe it, and that um, that they've upset Rafa Benitez bothers me as well. Because why are you going to upset Rafa Benitez? He's a lovely bloke. That's not fair. That's not right. All right, let's not get into. I mean, Jesus, he's not the messiah. <laughs> he's not the messiah. Dave. He's not Corbin. He's not Corbin. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, getting a bit politics in there. <laughs> Um, so, I mean... But the other penalty was the, like, how you can give Paul Dummett a red card when the rules have actually changed as well. Like, if you're yeah. attempting to play the ball, then it's 
If it's a penalty, it's a yellow. I don't think Paul Dummer was attempting to play the ball. I don't think Paul Dummer was doing anything. I don't think and it was no, we, And Remy yes. Landry just have, stopped running. Yeah. And the, Paul Dummer... We have to be clear on this. The, um, the rules have changed so that there's only a red if it's clear that no attempt has been made. It's not that um, there's no red if there's an attempt. It, you, it, it's a very subtle but significant wording where... It's only a red if it's clear that no attempt has been made. And it and definitely it wasn't, wasn't clear, clear. Yeah, it wasn't clear, so there couldn't have been a red card. So, it, yes, it was a penalty, because it's a foul inside the box. I mean, yes. I don't think Lansbury, it was a penalty, Dave. Lansbury was diving, but... I could a, see I if Dwight like, Gale had done the same for us, we'd probably be saying, well... He's invited the contact, but it still happened. I agree with Fergus. I don't think it was a penalty, but I can see how you could sort yeah. of argue it. Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. a penalty. You can do that from now until the end of times. Like people are gonna um, touch each other in the box. <laughs> it's just going. It's going to happen, right? So from yeah. that, if that's a penalty, then all strikers need to do from now on in the box is. Uh, Whilst there, whilst there's movement, suddenly stop running, and the defender will inevitably run into them. Yeah, and they fall down, and that's a penalty. I mean, that, I, I, don't know, I don't know if I've articulated it properly. But I know like, what you mean. As far though. as I'm concerned, that is not a penalty, and uh, I believe the Sky punditry team agree with me. Yeah, and so does Keith Hackett. And I get and all so my did. opinions from the Sky punditry team. <laughs> <laughs> Even Michael Owen was saying that it wasn't a penalty, and and, um, and he Carl Henry us. as well was saying that Lansbury's a diving little shitbag. So I'm glad it's been rescinded, like they've both been rescinded. But end of the day, we're not getting the three points back, and with 11 men versus 11, we definitely would have won that game. Well, I thought we looked better with 10 than 11. In an odd way. Well, we had nine for most of the game. Yeah, by the period when we went down to 10. I thought we suddenly... Because we looked a little bit complacent at 11 v 11. With 10, we suddenly... Yeah. I think with Shelby being off, because yeah. one of my worries of a lot of our recent games, but especially this one, is it looks a bit like, OK, get the ball to Shelby, see if he can get a killer pass, ball comes back to mm. us, get the ball to Shelby. And you have players like Isaac Hayden who can go missing in games because it's all about get it to Shelby, see what he can do. When Shelby yeah. was off, H Hayden suddenly looked like an amazing player. Right. He was just running everywhere, making amazing tackles, distributing it fairly well. It's yeah. kind of answered the question of, like, if Shelby does get his five-game ban, how do we cope? It looks like we do have the personnel for that. Well, I hope that's Definitely. And it's the kind of thing that if, because we were concerned about um, if, you know, if Shelby misses, are we going to play two defensive midfielders like Colback and Hayden? But it looks like Hayden's got enough in his locker that we can afford him maybe more license to attack. And, and yes, he's not going to be able to do the Hollywood balls that Shelby does, mm. but it looks like he's got something about him there, like you were saying. Yeah, I was really impressed with Hayden in that game. Yeah. Um, um, go on, Dave. I was just going to say that Darlow, even before the the penalty saves, which brilliant, well yeah. done him. Yeah, apologies, um, I thought Carl, a, if you're listening, that we haven't mentioned that yet. <laughs> I thought he had a great game throughout, and I think um, he didn't let the pressure of returning to Forest and getting constantly booed and um, 
and you know being he was under the spotlight twice for penalties and he didn't let it get to, get to him at all and he he performed so well that after he was you know he, he went across and applauded the Newcastle fans who who gave him a lot of love actually the 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 Nottingham Forest fans who'd remained clapped him off as well because he, I think he, I think he was man of the match for me he was absolutely yeah superb. I'd agree it's an odd one to boo a player for leaving the club when since leaving they went back to you on loan it's like if you're going to boo them for leaving should have done it last season or the season before when they were still there just part of football isn't it? I know it's the game it's just yeah um Lascelles didn't have as good a return certainly no. the score sheet says so yeah it's an unfortunate own goal I would say it was yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that was a, a particular error on his part it was just it came through. It was such a um, shame yep. that they scored when they did as well. I don't know about... I actually weirdly enjoyed the game, especially the second half, when I felt for a lot of it we were going to hold out with nine men, and it just made you... I can't remember feeling that way about a group of Newcastle players where you like really got behind them in that yeah. way. Yeah. But it was, really proud of them, yeah. Yeah. It was on course to be a, a, a famous performance almost i think it would have been a deserved draw maybe sure but having to play you know a whole half with with nine men uh Mm. with the referee so against you i don't recall ever seeing that before like 11 v 9 at half time no i'm sure i bet it happens a lot in scotland (laughs) 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 seems like yeah sort of play every scottish league game yeah, we haven't touched on the fact that um, we had a penalty shout of our own turned down. Clark in the first half, maybe yes. the eighteenth, twentieth minute, something like that. Um, he got hauled down in the box. That is true. And yeah. didn't get a penalty for that. And then after, I think it was just after Shelby had been sent off, um, a cross went into the box and Clark scored from that, and it was um, disallowed. Uh, given a foul against Clark. Yeah, just given a foul against Clark. And, and he was holding a bit, but I don't see how you can give one and not the other. Yeah. Well, it's just a litany of, of poor refereeing decisions. It'll be interesting to follow the rest of Stephen Martin's career. Uh, I mean, I, don't, I will sort of forget about referees, but it'll be interesting <clears> to see what happens. I think he'll live in the memory I can't see him getting another Newcastle game anytime soon. <laughs> I mean, that will no. be interesting, yeah. it, even when that happens. Um, the, the only two referees that I can remember from Newcastle's past is um, uh, a guy called Coddington, who refereed a game uh, in Kevin Keegan's first spell down in the second division against Derby. What? He sent Dave, what? Three or four players? How old are you? Dave, so you remember like, a referee? Only through anecdote, like for uh, the people that, um, talking about shit referees in the past. He comes up all the time. He, he sent off three or four players, did he? Uriah yeah, Rennie's one that always comes up. Just out, didn't he give Shearer that red card against Villa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was clearly never, a, like, not even a yellow. But I don't on the good side. Instance. Go on, Dave. On the bright side, the 
cards have been rescinded, which means we've got the full complement. We still have that sense of injustice that we can go and take over to the next couple of games, Birmingham and Wigan. We can still go into them fired up and stuff. And it might be that um, Rafa takes Shelby out of the, the limelight. I don't think he will. So I'm going to take the positives from this um, from this debacle. And uh, I reckon the next few games will will be because you were saying there was a bit of complacency in the um in the Blackburn game and in the in the Forest game at the beginnings and I'd agree and I think that complacency will go Yeah. I mean I think a bit of siege of mentality of doesn't players, hurt really. Well I'd say the whole game, not maybe the Forest game, but yeah, I'm hoping that this will yeah, bring about some sort of um so the injustice of it will bring about <clears throat> some renewed mm. team spirit and drive. It's a bit like Mourinho used to always do with Chelsea of like it's the referee and the FA against us and that's it, what it I was does gonna work. say. Like Mourinho always tries to engineer those situations. Mm. This is this is uh, an unjust situation that has not have to been no have to have been engineered in any way. You could this is arrived <laughs> ready made. It's not even flat packed. You could almost say that Stephen Martin was a Newcastle United agent <laughs> sent out there. <laughs> To build up a sense of injustice. Yeah. 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 Uh, we'll see. Although, I'll tell you what concerns me. So, th- three losses in a week, um, which is not something that any of us predicted. And mm. uh, now we're about to enter what I always think is Newcastle's worst period, the Christmas period. We always have a shit Christmas. But we've always, especially recently, had a an understrength squad. Whereas for the championship, yeah. like we do have two different 11s we can play. And we not do, many other that, teams in the division have that luxury. We definitely do, but we tried uh, that rotation for the Blackburn game, and it didn't go well. But it's worked in previous games this season it has yeah I think there's there's more to be positive about there that doesn't massively worry me no I, I, I'll be honest though I'd and you know I, I do feel a, a little bit less confident than I did a fortnight ago and if I didn't oh, sure. be a bit mental mm. the know, fact I, yeah, we're still I don't think we're going to run away with the league no I think the fact we're still kidding. is it six points clear of third like the the weekend results could have gone a lot worse for us. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, Brighton drawing with Cardiff was the best result because we're still top. We're still, you know, we're still clear top, of the um, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. Okay, Sorry. we're still top. We're still clear of the um. What did you say? Of sixth place, we're we're nine points clear of sixth. Of third um, place. So, sorry. Oh, third place. Uh, yes, yeah, six points clear of third. So we're still top. We're still in the automatic, comfortably in the automatic yeah. spot. And we've got the biggest squad in the, like the, the, the squad that can cope with the biggest amount of rotation in the, in the league. So yes, games are going to come thick and fast. And that's always been a problem for us in the past. But as, as Paul says, we've got a bigger squad and we've got a much bigger squad than the teams around us. Yeah. So. For all we were struggling in the Premier League, where we had a small squad and a bad squad, in the Championship we've got a good squad and a big squad. I think we'll be fine in the in the in the Championship, and I think we'll strengthen in January, which will, you know, 
mean that we can afford to run players down a little more than than other yeah. players, can, other teams can. I think every team we play over Christmas is going to have had games coming thick and fast where they've made maybe one or two changes each game, whereas we can comfortably rotate four, five, maybe six players and still have the same spine and still perform. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Um. You, I, I feel so everything's going to be fine. I thank you. I feel reassured. Um, Good. Before we finish, we should just mention Ian Cathro. Yep. Whose Wikipedia page I visited today. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise he's only thirty. Ian Cathro, uh, who's been uh, a coach at Newcastle for at least uh, he. He joined us with McLaren, right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I remember you uh, spouting him being, like, one of the reasons why I think it's going to be great under Steve McLaren. <laughs> yeah. See, he I think I did that as well. He does come with a, a good CV. He did come with a good CV. And he must have been doing something right for Rafa Benitez to keep him on. Sure, um, it yeah. Could, and and then he's gone straight to a um, a managerial job. Um, I yeah. wish him all the best. Just for, just for the it? listeners who don't know, I, sh- I should explain that he's got the uh, head coach job at Hearts. Yes. There's always something sexy about them uh, young coaches. You go, ooh, he's been coaching all through his 20s. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. There's something... Well, I think as well, in football, there's nothing worse than a sort of a dinosaur of a manager, especially when you see, like, newer techniques coming through. You don't, like, nothing fills you with excitement about the idea of Allardyce joining your club. But someone new is someone who hasn't failed. So you sort of immediately put all your positive eggs in that basket and think, this is going to go really well. Or at least that's yeah. my outlook on it generally. Well, dinosaurs happens quite quickly now. Suddenly they're a shit manager. Jose mm. Mourinho. It's like, I don't know if he's a shit manager now, but he's certainly lost his aura. Yeah. And um, Rafa Benitez, for a manager his age, is um, managing to remain relatively untainted. He seems to do that Alex Ferguson thing quite well of rotating the people he brings in quite often. So ev- even though he's getting older, there's a lot of new ideas still coming into training. Right, yeah. Mm. Like, Cathroad's probably a good example of that. A lot of managers would have come in, sacked all the coaching staff, brought in their entire team. But it's that thing of new ideas are handy. Yeah. So the next game is on Saturday the 10th of December against Birmingham City at home. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Who we've also got in the FA Cup. Yes. Yes. Oh, that was made last away. night, wasn't it? Away again. Away, yeah. So, um, what do we think about that game against Birmingham? I'm going to let well, Dave go first because I've no idea what sort of form Birmingham City are in. Go on, or, Dave. Save us. <laughs> they're in... Uh, they're fifth. They're in middling form. They've yeah. got in the last three games, their last six games, they've got two wins, two draws, two losses. Um, no, like only Aston Villa have got more draws in the league than they have. Um, 
they're, I don't know, they're, they're a solid championship side. They're good at winning the ball back, but they give it up quite a lot. And they're a bit dirty. They're just standard championship fodder. I wouldn't be surprised for us to draw. Just, you know, we might get a little bit het off because of the Forest game. Um, Birmingham are quite happy to mix it up a bit. So it might be quite a scrappy game, quite an ugly game. Um, well, based on what you've just told me, I would be, yeah. considering we've just lost three games in a row, I would be hesitant to call them fodder. Yeah. Considering they're in fifth place. Um, no, like, w- sorry, when I, when I say fodder, I just mean like a standard championship side. They're not... You're just being a prick, like Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> It's not like Brighton, who wow. are a good championship side. It's not like, um, I don't know, Leeds, who are an informed side. It's it's Birmingham. They're, they're like, they'll be in the championship. They'll probably be in the championship next season. They'll probably be in the championship the season after. They're, 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 the, they're the Midlands Ipswich. Yeah, I mean they're decent, but they're not—they're not all that. Uh, any thoughts now that you've learnt some stuff from Dave, Paul? I kind of want us to not win after what Dave said. <laughs> <laughs> not really, but it just makes it. I worry about us every game being like, "Oh, we're going to beat these because they're—they're a championship team." It's like we're a championship team as well. <laughs> that is so true. That I is... think we're a championship team in name alone. Well, and well, in name and league alone, <laughs> in name and uh, real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know what you mean, though, Dave. I do think you you do have a point. I, yeah. from what you say, if you were looking at the form, you would probably say draw. You'd go a Fergus Craig special one all, but I do think there'll be a reaction to the Forest game, especially. I think we'll be up for it. I do think we'll win. Yeah, considering it's at home, I'm going to go for uh, 2-1. That's mm. going to be my prediction. I'll go 1-1. One, 1-1, one. One, one, okay. I'll go 2-0. Two, 2-0 nil. Two, nil from Paul Doolan. Okay, well, you've got your predictions. Now, what, what more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess did want to mention this. She was at CBE today. Oh, nice yeah. For his charity work. We've been linked with a couple of players and we've reportedly signed a, a young 17-year-old for the under-23 squad already, uh, a kid called Juanito. I like him already based purely on his name. Sounds good. Signed from Recreativo de Huelva. Ooh, like yeah, yeah. Get him in the team. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Rafa? Start him? You've got to play Juanito. <laughs> his, uh, his, his full Are you sure it's not Juan Vernon Jesus. Juanito? <laughs> <laughs> his full name is Juan Jesus Nunes Cumbrera. Brilliant. There you go. That sounds a bit suspicious to me. Yeah. Sounds like a, a spy name. <laughs> I, I think it's Vernonita in one of those Mexican hats. <laughs> <laughs> what position does he play, Dave? He's uh, young striker. Oh, great. Yeah, perfect. Start him? What could go What wrong? are you doing, Rafa? Get him on? Through the youth. Okay, well, uh, well, hopefully we'll be seeing some of Juanita in the near future. And hopefully yeah. we'll be seeing some of Dave Watson and Paul Doolan in the near future. Nice. But uh, I think we're going to have to uh, bring the podcast to the end. Uh, 
Thank you very much, Dave Watson. No problem. Thank you, Fergus. Thank you, Paul Doolan. Thank you very much. My name is Fergus Craig. Thank you to you, the Newcastle Natter listener. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please rate us on iTunes favourably because uh, that gets us up the charts and stuff and and then things could really happen for us. <laughs> this could be... This could, you know, could be a big deal for us. Could be the new serial. <laughs> yeah, we could be the new serial. We could be the new <laughs> This American Life. <laughs> so, yeah, right... Rate us on iTunes, tell your friends, all of that stuff. Don't forget to buy the merch. That's a joke, we don't have any merch, and we never will. (laughs) No. But thank you very much for listening. Goodbye! Bye. Bye. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for The Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that you know Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.